power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Just close your eyes, begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just thank Him, give Him glory. Wherever you are, just lift up your voice, give Him glory. Bless His holy name. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Give Him glory, give Him praise. Bless His holy name. He is indeed a good God, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Give Him worship, bless His holy name. In heaven and on earth there is none like unto him. Blessed art thou, O Lord, from everlasting to everlasting. May your mighty name be praised. We give you glory. We give you praise. Bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name, Lord Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank the Lord for the entire week. Thank him for protection. Thank him for provision. Thank him for his grace that is sufficient for you. Thank him for his strength that is made perfect even in the times of our weakness. Give him glory. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him praise. This morning I want you to enter the spirit. I want you to enter the spirit. Escape from the realm of the flesh. Escape from the realm of the soul. Just enter the spirit. Just enter the spirit. Leave every burden behind this morning just focus on the throne of god just focus on the throne of god just focus on the throne of god just give him glory give him praise give him glory give him praise i enter the holy of holies i enter through the blood of the Lamb, I enter to worship you only. I enter to Oh! <laughs> 
the name of Jesus, we give you glory, we give you praise. Indeed, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Father, we are gathered this morning, and our gathering is unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. Because your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. May I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit, and I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy in this place. We declare this place and the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with your father this morning. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. And if your voice is yours, add a shout of praise to it as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Only the Christians are responding. Hallelujah. Only the believers are responding. Hallelujah. Only those with the Holy Ghost are responding. Hallelujah. We bless God for a morning like this. And um, let's appreciate Overflow Music for a wonderful time of praise and worship. Minister Mike, Pastor Della, God richly bless you. Actually, I wasn't sure what I was going to preach this morning until the worship came. Hallelujah. Yeah, the worship came to open the heavens. And so at least, even if it's for 20 minutes, I'll tell you something. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something. Tend to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, neighbor. Today, I won't allow you to intimidate me. Okay, so now you know what I want you to say. So look at the person's face where. <laughs> say, neighbor, this morning, I won't allow you to intimidate me with your fineness. Because look at me where. I'm also very fine. And so I will not allow you to intimidate me with your looks. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. You know, there was a time somebody came and told me. In fact, two different people. They said, man of God, when I look at your church pictures on Facebook, it's like there are no ugly people in the church. <laughs> in fact, when he said that, I was offended. Who do you want to be ugly? Just said, somebody must be ugly at all costs. Hey, black man mentality. When you are under the glory of God, there's nothing like ugliness. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. The glory of God, that's what those filters and things do on the phones. You see somebody's DP. And you see the real person. And you realize that there has been a touch somewhere. And when the Holy Ghost touches your life, hallelujah. All the blemishes go away. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God. How many of you are ready to start fasting tomorrow? Yeah, there are Christians in the house. Amen. Those of you who are not happy, 
Your God is your belly. <laughs> and so we'll start our fast tomorrow. Amen. I hope you took the instructions I gave last week about starting to cut down on your food because if you are eating the same amounts tomorrow it will show hallelujah by 11 o'clock hypoglycemia serious one will set in you'll be angry with people and shouting and saying all sorts of things <laughs> but we thank god hallelujah we thank god you know i was just i was just going through some of the sermons that have been preached here or that were preached here last year and i think god fed us really well hallelujah yeah if you will follow these things and go over them over and over again satan will not have any foothold in your life in this 2021 amen i was looking through some of the sermons we had sermons like breakout six keys for 2020 i hope you applied them I remember one of the things I told you was that your new year resolutions shouldn't be just mere wishes. How many of you remember that? Sometimes our resolutions, they are just mere wishes because we don't put things into place to ensure that they come to pass. We just wish and we leave it there. And then I preach, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. And then give no place to the devil. And then God will make a way. And then I did a series on unclean spirits. How many of you believe that? Aha. Uh -huh. We started with witchcraft. I did witchcraft part one. Witchcraft part two. Witchcraft part three. And witchcraft part four. And then we dealt with things like doorways to unclean spirits, etc., etc. And then Pastor Alpha preached on praying the right way. And then Elder Harriet preached on break out of the prison of your past. It was a very powerful one. I think it was a midweek service, right? It was a midweek service. And then I preached on the power of mercy. The power of mercy. And then I preached on time and chance. I remember that day there was no light. So I preached raw voice. <laughs> time and chance. And I preached on the spirit of envy. And then Pastor Alpha preached, Discovering God's Eternal Purpose. And then Mrs. Georgina Chumisi Oting preached, The Secret Place, Pursuing and Practicing the Presence of God. That's Pastor Alpha's wife. And then Pastor Alpha again preached, Maranatha, Loving His Appearing. It looks like he likes that you want jesus to come eh? every day you get the chance you are preaching about jesus coming back it's a good thing hallelujah and then he also preached hey, you preached plenty last year pal right, it's good he also preached the devil wants your seat and then i preached the power of reaction and then i preached still growing and then i also preached being a christian in the midst of covid 19. And then there was a Good Friday message. On Easter Sunday, I preached that same spirit. And then I did a series on the end times. I preached on the rapture. 
I preach on the great tribulation. I preach on the great white throne judgment, the judgment seat of Christ. And then I preach the unchanging God. And then we did what we call the abandoned life series. How many of you remember that? A lot of you, you missed some of these things because they were online. We were under lockdown in those days. So I preach on the vicissitudes of life. And then dealing with inferiority complex. All these sermons are there. You can go back and, and, and get them. And then trust the process. And then the menace of mediocrity. And then dealing with hurt, offenses, and bitterness. That sermon, somebody listened to it on Facebook and got in touch with me. And he said, man of God, I'm so blessed by this sermon. I, 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 want, I want to sow something into your life. So I was like, oh, can you meet me at Oxford Street? And my wife was like, oh, is he going to buy you papaya? <laughs> but that day, I came back home with a 75-inch smart 4K television. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. This is, we call them occupational hazards. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he was dealing with some bitterness and some offense thing and the message was a blessing so you can go back the person who offended you yesterday go and listen today it will help you and then i preach on overcoming fear worry and anxiety and then i preach on integrity anybody who is into ministry must listen to that sermon on integrity very very important and then still on the abundant life series i preached doors on doors remember the kinds of doors the doors that you need brute physical force to open we have revolving doors they open seasonally if it opens and you don't enter you have to wait for another season before it opens again and then there are doors with senses those ones you don't shout a go you walk towards them and they sense your presence and open there are doors like that that you must be bold enough to walk towards them that's the only way they will open for you in life and i preach on choices part one choices part two and then the power of habits then we did the dynamics of blessings and curses and under that i did curses from god himself and then relational curses the curses of men and then we did self-imposed curses you open your mouth and say hey me to kill me when they call you man of god say please i'm not a man of god and they say, hey, you, there, you are rich, oh, please. I beg you, oh, I am not rich. You are cursing yourself with poverty with your own mouth. When they say you are rich, oh, stand up and say, I receive it. I say, You are rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, self imposed curses. And then the blessing of divine connection. In it, I mentioned that there are some people you must meet in life. And there are some people you must miss in life. When I say people you must miss in life, I'm not talking about Charlie, I miss you. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. People that when they are coming here, you are going here, you must miss them. You must dodge them. Because their presence in your life will not add anything to you. And in 2021, the people you must meet, you will meet. And the people you must miss, you will miss. Hallelujah. The gentlemen, you will miss all the strange women, all the delilahs. Hey, you are not saying amen. Eh? You don't know what the devil is planning for you this year. Eh? Some eyeshadow somebody is putting on. 
with you in mind to truncate your destiny and to quench your anointing. And I'm saying you are not saying amen. I say you will miss all the strange women. Hallelujah. And the ladies, you will miss all the time wasters. They will chat with you up to 12 midnight. Meanwhile, they will never propose. And next time we say, they will send you a picture. This is my beloved. What do you think? Time wasters. This year, away with every time waster in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Divine connection. <laughs> and then the blessing of divine favor. And then the blessing of another chance. Another chance. God will give you another chance. Hallelujah. In spite of the mistakes you have made. In spite of the doors he opened for you that you failed to enter. God will give you another chance. The war against the flesh. And I preach on the master's temptation. And then I preach, don't be lazy. Look at somebody tell them, don't be lazy. And then I preach on how to behave in church. Part one. And how to behave in church. Part two. I told you that when the preaching is going on, you mustn't make your face hard like a compulsory physics question. And be looking at the preacher and ministering discouragement. It's like then now can what I say, hurry up and let's go home. I have watch it at home to go and eat. We are the ones who are sweating. Look at me. <laughs> I'm sweating more than you. <laughs> yeah. So I showed you some things you must do in church. Participate in the praise and worship. When you feel like lifting up your hands, feel free and lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Lifting up your hands is not a Pentecostal thing. It's not a charismatic thing. It's a Christian thing because it's in the Bible. Clapping is a Christian thing. Shouting is a Christian thing. Yeah, I have some Christians in the house. It's, it's very, very powerful. And then I preached Via Dolorosa, the road of pain. And then I preached be sober, be vigilant. And then one midweek, I preached on the signs of a Christian cult. Sometimes people start Christian things and they operate it like a cult, but they don't know they're operating it like a cult. So I showed you the characteristics of a cult. In cults, you can't just get up and leave. In some churches, when you say you are leaving, the pastor will curse you. If you come and you say you are leaving, God has led you to go to another place. I'll say, kneel down. Where is the oil? Let me bless you. I'll release you wholeheartedly. Amen. Because no pastor has shed his blood for anybody. If you are hurt right now and you need blood crap, well, I'll think twice <laughs> before I donate. <laughs> I'm just joking about that one. <laughs> yeah, but there, there are certain things that are signs of. You can have a prayer a prayer group and you'll be operating it like a cult. It's all about control, controlling people, and manipulating people and exploiting people. But this church, we don't operate like a cult. Hallelujah. There is absolute freedom. The Bible says in the house of the Lord there is liberty. And then I preach celebrating your scars. Sometimes we want to hide our scars. But we forget that a scar shows that you were wounded but you have healed. And a scar is something you must celebrate. Hallelujah. 
in spite of the things you have been through the difficulties in life don't hide your scars because it's a sign that you went through something and it didn't consume you hallelujah signs of carnality do you remember the phrase you are a carnal <laughs> you are a carnal <laughs> now i did a series on the word of god i preached on the integrity of the bible i proved to you from history and everything that you can trust the bible that the bible is the actual word of god and then i started the christian in the modern world i did the christian and social media talked about facebook twitter instagram tiktok right now tiktok too is taking over it's taking over seriously and then we did the christian and music so i told you it's not just any kind of music you must consume you must filter what you listen to because music enters straight into your spirit and i taught you on how to study the bible and then pastor alpha preached on assessing the truth of god's word and then i did the christian and money the christian and money may you receive a lot of money in the name of jesus oh you are not saying may you receive a lot of money in 2021 in the name of jesus from unexpected sources may money come your way may, may you receive unexpected momo alerts in fact in the next two hours may somebody receive a momo alert if you believe you are the one give the lord a shout of praise hallelujah <laughs> and that's why we stand here we are saying things you think we are joking no you see two, two hours from now to hit how much do you want thousand cities two thousand cities receive it in the name of jesus <laughs> and then i preach on remember remember and then pastor gideon preach on true riches and then i preach on the dynamics of spiritual growth and many 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 more so there, there are a lot of things we were fed with last year hallelujah and the good thing is that by the power of technology these things are still available there's a telegram channel overflow sermons channel which has all these sermons i think from 2017 down to now once you join it you have access to all of these the podcast is also there you can listen those that are on facebook are there the overflow worship center if, if you're in this church and you haven't liked the church page the overflow worship center make sure you do that today so that anytime we are broadcasting anything you receive the live feed hallelujah but this morning i want to speak to you briefly and then maybe we'll pray there is something i want you to know for this year and the lord quickened it so powerfully in my heart while we were worshiping that there is something called the god factor say the god factor so the title of my brief sermon is the god factor hallelujah there is something called the god factor and this god factor defies logic this god factor defies connections this god factor defies predictions and trends when the god factor is invoked in a situation it can turn the impossible into a possible situation hallelujah you see when god created man 
he added a certain void this background if I should create a secular void in it the only thing that can fill it will be something that is also secular and of the same size you get the point I'm making if I make a square void the only thing that can fill it totally will be something that is square and of the same size when God created man he created a God shaped void and a God sized void the void he created in man is God shaped and God sized because you see if I have a circular void here and the diameter of the circle is 10 centimeters I can bring another circle which is 5 centimeters but it won't fill the void totally so it's not just about having the right shape for the void but you need the right size hallelujah and so God created a God shaped and a God sized void in every human being and that void is such that he is the only one who can fill it that is why every human being needs God hallelujah every human being in spite of what religion you follow you realize that every human being has this inherent need for the supernatural so people go looking for it in different ways some go the traditional way some go through buddhism some go through hinduism some go through whatever and all of that it is all because god created a god-shaped and a god-sized void in man that he alone can fill hallelujah until you have filled your life with god totally and god has filled you totally you will never reach the level of happiness you want to reach in life you will never experience the kind of joy you want to experience in life unfortunately for we human beings even as christians we don't acknowledge this god factor as much as we are supposed to as much as we believe there is god as much as we believe god exists as much as we believe god is powerful we don't give god the place of premium that premium place that he deserves in our lives it's like every other thing is more important it is the reserves or the extra of our lives that we dedicate to god but i pray that in 2021 that will change in your life in the name of jesus christ of nazareth for example the kind of seriousness we attach to our jobs and school if you are told a lecture will start at 9 a.m you'll be there at 8 55 true or false oh i said true or false talk, talk to me now you can see that i'm coming to fire you so if they say the lecture starts at 9 you'll be there at 8 55 why it's because you see the lecture as important but when they say church starts at nine we can take our time and walk in majestically it's like god take the lead i'm coming we don't give god premium place in our lives at all But this year it will change hallelujah oh i said this year it will change yeah. as christians we have to be consistent in church it's not optional if there is a good reason fine 
But the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering together of the brethren, as some of you are in the habit of doing. That's what the Bible says. That means Sunday morning when you wake up and you call yourself a Christian, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. The first thing that should be on your mind is church. Amen? The first thing that should be in your mind is church. It's not optional. Unless, of course, there is a good reason. There are times when there are good reasons why we cannot come to church. That is acceptable. But if there is no good reason, and the Bible is saying we should not forsake the gathering together of the brethren, that same Bible said we should not fornicate. That same Bible said we shouldn't commit adultery. That same Bible said we shouldn't murder. Why are you seeing one as more important than the other? Hallelujah. This year you will make being in church priority in your life. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'll give you some of the reasons why you, you don't come to church. I'll show you some of the reasons. All may not apply. But some of them may apply. Hallelujah. Yeah. There are reasons why people don't come to church. As I said, there are times where the reasons are good. But sometimes, the reasons are not, they're not tangible reasons. One of the reasons why people miss church on Sundays, first reason, is laziness. Say laziness. You thought I was coming to say some high falutin thing here. It's a very, very simple thing. Laziness. Sometimes we are too lazy. The sleep is too nice. The thought of having to wake up to iron, to bath, to dress, to walk. Or to take an Uber or Trotro or Okada to come to church. It's too much work. It's pure laziness. Sometimes we use distance as an excuse. True or false? But distance cannot be an excuse. When you have Elder David who can come to church from home, can you imagine he wakes up in the morning on Sunday morning he tells his friends I'm going to church he's working in who where are you going to church I'm going to church in Accra four hours away he will look like a crazy man after he started coming to church post being posted to who as like there's no excuse for anybody again for distance whether it is Tema or Teshinungwa or East Legon or whatever there's no excuse again because where there's a will, there's a way. Hallelujah. If somebody can wake up at 3 a.m. and sit in a car and come to church from home, it is to be commended. Let's clap for him once again. And when he comes to, he just doesn't come to sit down. He goes to sit behind the organ with his arms folded. <laughs> to play for you. By you, your room is, you can't even decide to jog. And you'll be in church. Are we repenting? Oh, I said, are we repenting? It's pure laziness. The second possible reason is that, you see, some people feel they committed some sin being the course of the week. You like this one? Eh? I, 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 shall, I shall expand on it. 
some people feel they committed a certain sin in the course of the week so they are not worthy to come into god's presence i won't ask how many of you can identify <laughs> you feel oh maybe some, something went wrong something went wrong somebody came to visit you on saturday night and you people minister to each other in an ungodly way it can mean insulting each other <laughs> if you went into a fight and you insulted each other you are ministering to each other in an ungodly way why, why are your mind so corrupt like that I can see what you were all thinking about repent so people feel because they sinned in the course of the week they are not worthy to come into the presence of God but I want you to understand that that is even when God wants you more that is when you even need God the more you see when your weaknesses overcome you eh, the things that you need to be able to overcome the weaknesses are the very things Satan will prevent you from doing using guilt you are in a weak moment it is things like prayer it is things like fellowshipping with the brethren it is things like reading the word it is things like worshiping those are the things that will take you out of the flesh and get you back into the spirit and give you the necessary fortitude that is required to fight the temptation when it comes again but satan will come and deceive you that you are not worthy to pray so when you are even passing somewhere and you hear some preaching from some room or some preaching from some radio you feel like you are, you are not worthy to even listen to it you hear some christian music playing you feel like no no i don't even qualify to sing but in those moments that is when god is even calling you the more hallelujah that is when god is saying leave the camp of the enemy and come to my side come to my side when you make a mistake don't entertain guilt entertain conviction guilt makes you want to run away from god conviction makes you want to run towards god in both cases you feel bad about what you've done but the difference between guilt and conviction is that guilt will make you run away from god but conviction will make you want to run towards God. Adam and Eve sinned. And because of guilt, when God came into the garden to talk to them, the Bible said they hid themselves. That was a manifestation of guilt. But on the day that Peter preached, on the day of Pentecost, and the people were convicted, the Bible said they asked, what shall we do? They wanted to get closer to God. That is conviction. Anytime you make a mistake, the Holy Spirit will send conviction and the devil will send guilt it is up to you to choose which one of them you entertain hallelujah if you entertain guilt it will keep you in the place of your sin because guilt makes you run away from the things that will strengthen you and give you the ability to come out of that place prayer the word fellowshipping with the brethren worshiping those are the things that will build up your spirit and give you the ability to overcome the temptation when it comes again but guilt will make you run away from those things and what you end up creating is a vicious cycle so now the enemy has you easy if you realize in your life 
whenever you make a mistake whenever you fall whenever you you you, you fall to a temptation if you entertain guilt the likelihood of you going back to that thing is higher you end up going back to that thing again true or false because you entertain guilt you can even commit a sin sunday morning still come to church hallelujah god will not sack you at the uh, some of them feel when you come to church the the pastor will see your sin me i don't want to see your sin no the sin that you know already why should i see the sin i know some people they said they, they don't like coming near me because they feel like i can see into their soul they said this man he can see into your soul Oh, there have been times God has given me insight into people's sin. That why it was necessary for it to be given. I've had live coverage. <laughs> I've had live prophetic coverage. Uh huh. But that one was in a blue moon. <laughs> live. It was necessary for me to know what was happening, but I'm not interested in that one. Hallelujah! I'm not interested in that one. Church is for what the perfection of the saints is for people who are not perfect to come for them to be sharpened to become perfect. Amen. Yeah, you think I assume all of you here are perfect? No, 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 no. I know you are not. But we still love each other as a church all the same. Hallelujah. But that is not a license to continue in your imperfection. Because Jesus said, be ye perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. That should be the ultimate aim. Paul said, having therefore these promises, let us cleanse ourselves of every filthiness of the spirit and of the flesh. Perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. So holiness must be perfected. Hallelujah. The next time you commit a sin, Sunday be determined that you come to church in spite of it. Hallelujah. That is when you need the church the more. Number three. Some people don't come to church as a result of pure demonic manipulation. I'm telling you the truth. Pure demonic manipulation. This don't. I had to wake up and do some spiritual warfare. As and when I get a chance, Saturday don't. Ask my wife. Most of the time, Saturday into Sunday, I don't really sleep much. Because I'm, I'm, I'm worrying for people. Because some of you, when you sleep, the enemy comes and blows cold air on you like that. So your Saturday to Sunday sleep is the sweetest the whole week. Monday to Friday, you are having insomnia. You are struggling to sleep. But when it comes to Saturday to Sunday, you say it's because you are tired from Monday to Friday. It is not that. It's demonic manipulation. Hallelujah. The devil doesn't want you to come to church. It's only on Saturday nights that your room feels like air conditioning. Hey, what wind is blowing? It's like the wind is cold today. You need the heat of the fire of the Holy Ghost in your room. Hallelujah. Yes. Sometimes it's pure demonic manipulation. I've been in ministries where attendance just dropped. Nobody could understand. I gathered some people and we did some serious two and a half hour spiritual warfare the following meeting day those days cmf when i was president we used to fill mb3 class all the time suddenly the thing just dropped to half of the number ah what was happening and i felt no there was some demonic manipulation going on 
I gathered some guys who went to Indafa Park, did two and a half hours intensive spiritual warfare. During the warfare, God gave us some visions. We're seeing things. It was like a certain being, and he was holding, I don't know whether you've seen cowboys before. They hold rope like that and throw it, and then it catches the, uh-huh. He was holding something like that. And it's like the people, you throw and catch one, and squeeze on, uh, and then the person will just budge all like that. And you do, was just doing it to people like that and we did intensive spiritual warfare and we broke that thing they follow, in fact two days later we had another meeting and that meeting is not like the one who was coming to preach was some very popular preacher or the topic was so exciting the place was full outside people didn't get places we had to go to biochemistry lab to go and take stools because there were no chairs and that's because people had been released May you be released from any form of entanglement in the name of Jesus. Anything that is a web around you, making it difficult for you to be consistent with the things of God. May you be released from it in the name of Jesus. But you see, with students, eh, when it comes to exam time, everybody remembers that there is a God. Exam prayer meetings are the most powerful. Of the class prayer meetings hey! people will come people that you you never even knew knew how to spell jesus see them praying let the exam be over and let them pass and you don't see them again it's because we don't have consciousness of the god factor in our lives the bible says without me you can do nothing that's a serious statement though he said without me he said i am the vine and you are the branches without me you can do nothing and so we need to be conscious of the god factor all the time the god factor comes in for you when you are at a disadvantage i know somebody who was my roommate in legon he wrote an exam he was an economic student he wrote an exam and when he came out of the exam he knew he had deviated have you deviated before you come out and people are saying you realize that hey that thing has some sweat that breaks <laughs> that guy had deviated totally and this was a guy that every morning will stand in front of the class shall we pray hey get, 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 and things preaching to them everything oh you are suffer we came to school to come and learn oh, not this or suffer or suffer thing so he knew when they flashed the results and he has clocked F nicely. His enemies will be excited. So when he came to the, back to the room, he prayed a simple prayer. He said, God, I have stood for you. You know, sometimes when you stand in front of the class, people, hey, go and sit down like this, uh, you are wasting our time, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Say, hey, God, all these times, you have to show yourself strong. When the results came and they gave him back his paper somebody erased what he did some hand erased what he did and answered the question again with graphs and th- things he didn't know himself some angelic manifestation I, I pray that somebody will, will experience the God factor and the hand of God in your life in a miraculous way 
he had topped the exam. Ah, if Angel writes, Angel, or draw exam, ah, what are you talking about? He had 94%. I don't know why the angel even left this percentile. Just give him 100%. So everything will be glorious. Hallelujah. Somebody say the God factor. See, when, when you, you meet a brick wall, there is always the God factor. There's always a God factor. I remember when I was a student. I'm saying some of these things because I know some of you, you have come to school fresh. And in your mind, I came to learn. Yes, you came to learn. But there is also a God you must worship. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's a God you must worship. When I was president of Christian Medical Fellowship, we were going for a crusade. And we had an exam. The crusade was going to finish on Saturday. And Monday, we were going to start write an exam. End of rotation exam. Preparations for crusade. Going to do, you know, survey on the place. I didn't learn anything. There was no time to open a book. And when I say I didn't learn anything, you know that some people say, hey, meanwhile, they are just left with two pages to read. When you go and bore your home with them, you know, I'll see you. I'll say, yeah, bro. Me, when I say I did not learn, I mean I didn't learn. I didn't learn anything. All that I knew was from going to the world and blah, blah, and things like that. We went to the crusade. We finished the crusade and then they hit me. Hey, exam is on Monday. I knew I didn't learn anything. I was like, God, I have done my part. Now it's time for you to, to do your part. And that exam, eh, the results, they don't put index numbers or so names and they arrange it in order of merit from the top uh, to the bottom. That's how they, they, they were doing it in those days. So when you go to the board, you start from the bottom sheet. If you go and start from here, as you are going, you'll be sadder and sadder and sadder because your name is not coming. But as you are coming from here and your name is not appearing, then you know, vim and come. <laughs> we'll be coming like that. So I started from the bottom. Hey, Charlie, my name is not coming. Say, ah! Reading. Hey, Charlie, I was looking for my name. My name wasn't coming. Here. Looking for my name. My name wasn't coming. Until I finally found my name and realized there was no name above it. That means my topic exam, clean. There is something called a God factor. And I pray that that God factor will come through for you in every aspect of your life in the name of Jesus. You see, Pharaoh had chariots. Pharaoh had soldiers. Pharaoh had wealth. All Moses had was the God factor. When the God factor came against the chariots, the chariots were drowned. When the God factor came against the power of Pharaoh, Egypt went into darkness for days. The great river now became blood. All because somebody was operating in the God factor. The God factor can change situations in people's lives. Look at Peter timid man a young girl intimidated him to the point that he denied Jesus Christ not once not twice but three times 
If it was even men, you could have found a small girl maid. What power does she have? Peter said, Hey, I don't know Jesus. Hey, shh, keep quiet. I don't know Jesus. Hey, small girl intimidated. But when he had had a flash of the Holy Ghost upon his life on the day of Pentecost and he was drunk in the spirit, the Bible said he stood up and look at how he addressed the people. A young girl was able to intimidate him, but now he stood in front of thousands of people and how did he address them? He said, men and brethren. You don't get the revelation. Now he can face men. Whatever you want you to bring to me, you can come. Hallelujah. Men and brethren. Now I'm coming to tell you whatever, whatever you have you to bring it. Hallelujah. The God factor can change situations in people's lives. Esther needed a favor from the king. And she had to invoke the God factor. Bible says she went fasting and praying for three days without food, without drink. She didn't go there clothed in Gucci. Those of you who think having designer clothes is all that there is in life. That, that's not what will bring you a good husband. Nowadays, a lot of the designer things are fake. The Gucci is one C. Look, look at them well. One C Gucci. <laughs> I saw some Adidas, eh? When I looked where well, I realized that all the D's were B. Abby bars. <laughs> you don't look where you think it's, it's, it's Abby bars. I know some of you bought Nokia. Those days when Nokia was on top of the game. You know Nokia, when you switch it on, there's this big hand and a small hand. They come and they touch. They say Nokia, connecting people. This one, when you switch it on, the two come, uh, they never touch. <laughs> Nokia no touch. Fake be what? Esther didn't go clothed in designer clothing. She wasn't looking for the nicest jewels. She went in clothed with the favor of God. And that was what made all the difference. I pray that this year God will clothe you with his favor. Oh, by virtue of the heavens that are open, may God clothe you with his favor. Favor is like a garment though. You don't see it, but there are people who are wearing it. And it's God himself who was their designer. He sold it, he designed it and put it upon them. That's why you go to the same interview with them and they'll be picked and you are not picked. That's why people dash them gifts and you don't understand. This I'm talking about, it's not, it's not to do with beauty. Oh. It is something you are wearing that no eye can see. And it comes from God himself. It doesn't matter your background. You can come from the poorest background. If God decides that I'm going to sow that garment of favor and place upon you, nobody can stop it. Hallelujah. No, nobody can stop it. That's why somebody can just come and say, you, cry. you look like somebody whose school fees I must pay oh may somebody receive that in the name of Jesus no. somebody can look at you no 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 when I look at your legs you don't deserve to be walking you don't deserve to be walking you want me to shake and vibrate before you know that I'm prophesying oh anybody whose spirit is open anybody whose heart is open 
anybody whose faith is active may you receive that favor in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth in the year 2021 may God surprise you may God surprise you may God surprise you God is a designer he can sew that garment of favor and just place it upon you like that And when you have that garment on you, you defy logic. Things that people are supposed to be more qualified than you for, they look at you and just bypass everybody and just give it to you like that. Because of favor. Favor can make you, you go to an exam. They just look at your face. While they are asking people difficult questions and trying to make people fail, they'll just start chatting with you. Hey, this is your shoe. Where did you buy it from? How much was it? Eh, I like it too. Can you give me the number of the one you bought it from? They say, they say it's time. Okay, go. They pass you. Bah, it's gone. Favor manifesting itself. May that be somebody's story in the name of Jesus. Favor. Favor. There is something called the God factor. It's called the God factor. And when you have that favor, it doesn't matter whether they put you in a pit. Like Joseph. It doesn't matter if they put you in a prison. Wherever they put you, the favor will vomit you out of the place and place you where you are supposed to be. It's the God factor. Look at Elijah. He gave a word. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And the Bible said, the hand of the Lord came upon him and he ran ahead of the king's chariot. I told you here before that if you calculate the speed the average speed of a chariot and the fact that elijah overtook the chariot what it means was that that night that usain bolt broke the 100 meter record by running it in 9.59 seconds if elijah were racing with usain bolt that day and they all started at the start of the gun elijah will finish come back finish come back and finish again and you'll still finish ahead of Usain Bolt. For a man to be able to run ahead of a chariot, looking at the average speed of a chariot, he would have gone three times and still finished ahead of him. I don't know where you are disadvantaged in life. I don't know where you are behind in life. But that same hand of God that came upon Elijah, that catapulted him to defy logic and to defy physics and to run ahead of a king's chariot may that same grace of divine acceleration come upon somebody this year oh i said may that same grace of divine acceleration i don't know which aspect of your life you feel like you are behind it may be academically you may feel you are behind maybe in business you may feel you are behind maybe in marriage you feel you are behind but i pray in the name of jesus christ of nazareth that that hand that came upon elijah shall locate you wherever you are and may you come from the back of the desert and overtake in the name of jesus if you believe that is your person shout amen he ran ahead of the king's chariot. the god factor was at play same elijah faced the prophets of Baal, 450 and 400 prophets of the groups 850 demon possessed men against one man of God these people had the support of the government 
because they were eating at Jezebel's table. Elijah had nothing, but he had the God factor against 850 people. The Bible said he stood there and taunted them. He said, Cry, your God, probably he's asleep. When he had finished, the Bible said he repaired the broken altars of the Lord. I pray that this year you will repair any broken altar of the Lord. If the altar of prayer in your life is broken, may you repair it in the name of Jesus. If the altar of worship is broken, may you repair it in the name of Jesus. If the altar of holiness is broken, may you repair it in the name of Jesus. If the altar of purity is broken, may you repair it in the name of Jesus. Because this year of open heavens, all sorts of things will drop from the skies. And your altar must be ready to receive whatever will come from heaven. He prepared the broken altars of the Lord. And then he lifted up his voice and prayed. And the God that answered by fire sent down fire from heaven to consume that sacrifice. And this year, may the heavens be open. And may the God that answered by fire answer you by fire in the name of Jesus. May God open the heavens and, and defy some logic. May he let something happen in your life. May he give you a public endorsement that people will see and say, this is indeed the finger of God. Jesus said, if by the finger of God I cast out devils, then the kingdom of heaven has come. All it takes is for the finger of God to move. Sometimes we don't even need the whole hand of God to move. Just his finger can cause things to happen. And I pray in the name of Jesus that this year not just his finger will move, but his hand will move, his heart will move, his face will move, his entire being will be moved on your behalf in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive strength to overcome and to stand any difficult situations that are ahead of you in the year 2021. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. This year, whatever the devil shall throw at you, you are more than capable. You are more than more than equipped. You are strong. You are fortified. The Lord has made your forehead as hard as flint. You are unshakable. You are unmovable. You are like Mount Zion. You cannot be moved. You cannot be shaken. When the devil presses you on the side, when he presses you from the front, when he presses you from behind, what will come out of you will not be curses. What will come out of you will not be bitterness. What will come out of you will not be offense. But what will ooze out of you will be the praises of your God. What will ooze out of you will be the worship of your God. You will not stop being a worshiper. As the worship leader led us, he said what? I will not be silent, but I will always worship the Lord. In spite of all. When the difficult situations come. And you lift up your voice and say, Are there center on? It's you that I see. It's you that I see. At the center of it all, it's you that I see. I will not promise you a year that is devoid of difficult situations. The word of the Lord this morning. I will never leave you nor forsake you.
situation. It's like a knockout slap in the face of the devil because all he wants is for you to give up. All he wants is for you to fall into sin. All he wants is for you to cast God. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. infuriated the king 
And the Bible said he made them hit the furnace seven times hotter, such that the guards who were supposed to throw them in got consumed themselves. But as they threw them into the furnace, after a while the king came back. He said, Did I not throw three men into this furnace? He said, Yes, king. You threw three men into this furnace. But he said, But lo, I see four men loose. And the fourth one has the semblance of the son of a God. I came to prophesy to somebody today that you will experience the mystery of the fourth man this year. The fourth man will walk into your furnace of affliction. The fourth man will be by your side during difficult situations. You will overcome by the God factor. David was surrounded by enemies. David was always facing difficult situations. He said, but thou, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory and the lifter up of my head. I declare unto you this year that the Lord shall be a shield around you. The Lord shall be your buckler. The Lord shall be the lifter up of your head. The prophet Isaiah said that the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. That means when you walk around, the glory of the Lord follows you. Like the veil of a bride follows the bride. The glory of the Lord shall be your trainer. And lo, men shall see you. And know that the hand of the Lord is upon your life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. He's bigger than every other. Makatariata. Etakabasai. Declare that the Lord is on my side. should tell you that this year he will suspend laws for you natural laws financial laws academic laws he will suspend them for you if Jesus was able to make nonsense out of Archimedes principle of flotation by walking on water and Jesus defied the laws of gravity by ascending into heaven I declare upon your life this year that you would defy logic you would defy laws you would defy financial laws you would defy educational laws you would defy laws that have been written by men to restrict the manifestation of the sons of God Amen. this was a man who could rearrange water molecules and turn it into wine? The Lord says, This year you will rearrange things on your behalf. Amen. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, The Lord says, This year he will rearrange things on your behalf. Amen. Even when it is not your turn, can't say the Lord, He will rearrange things and he will put you at the front line in the month of April three people here are going to have a testimony to that effect in the name of Jesus 
Amen. A testimony of divine acceleration. Amen. A testimony of divine rearrangement. But there's an angel standing here and he threw a piece of cloth in that direction and it just hit him. There are a lot of things that happen in the realm of the spirit when ministration is taking place. I see garments with favor written upon them. I see garments with favor written upon them. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Take garments of favor. Shada katabahaze. Sometimes you don't need hands to be laid before the Spirit of God moves. The oil of favor. Take it. Lebre kolomo shata tata tata Atelelelele makuata yato sata Sunda beka lela luata kayatos Bentahaya Atelelelelele kuata lemahaya Rada bekulata kapahayas Adinde bebe kuata Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are not saying like people who want to pray. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Today. Today. By prayer. By prayer. By the power. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Ghost. And in the name. And in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Say today. Today. I receive. I receive the garment. The garment of favor. Of favor. In the name. Thank <laughs> you. 
the Lord is saying that this year if your heart shall be open he will ignite you set you on fire just keep a heart up see in the spirit like a volcano about to erupt with a lava dripping upon some people Jesus lift up your two hands John said I baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost Jesus. and with fire yes Lord the Lord says some of you you need this fire for the two weeks that are ahead there is a certain heaviness that must lift there is a certain zeal there is a certain passion there is a certain spirit of prayer Jesus that must come upon you this morning. In the name of Jesus. That some of you, you walked in here, and even during the praise and worship, you couldn't feel anything. But that said the Lord, I release my fire. I release my zeal. I release my passion into your life right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Any heaviness upon your spirit. Taking a deep breath eight times. One. Out. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. All over this place. Let the fire of the spirit. La, 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 la. Be ignited in the spirits of the people. Da, 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 da. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes, Lord. I hear the Lord says sensitivity to my presence. Sensitivity to my presence. Lift this one for me quick. 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 Within the next 10 seconds, I need to touch her hair. Give me oil. Quick, 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 Take that fire. Lift her for me. Lift her for me. Lift her for me. Take it. Take Fire. I saw a bolt of lightning hit on the back there. Is there anybody under the power over there? Yes, I saw a bolt of lightning. Give me ushering cloth. Give me ushering cloth. Receive Oh, 
droplets of rain. Anytime I see that, it represents the spirit of prayer. Some of you, you will see the manifestation of this impartation from tomorrow. It will be like a machine gun has been placed in your spirit. Some of you can feel it already. A certain bubbling in your spirit. Take in a deep breath seven times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Fire for prayer. Jesus. Take it. The spirit of prayer. Receive a restlessness in your spirit. Take Take and the spirit of infirmity tormenting you. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. I command it to let you loose and may you walk into your glorious destiny in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. In a chronic condition, I rebuke it now. I rebuke it now. I rebuke it now. In the name of Jesus Christ Today every difficulty in the place of prayer is removed Amen And the Lord says I've opened the gates into a new realm of revival Jesus The fire of revival Jesus The fire of awakening Jesus You will wake up tomorrow morning And it will be a certain bubbling in your spirit Your spirit will be bubbling with worship Your spirit will be bubbling with praise Your spirit will be bubbling with prayer Receive it in the name of Jesus Every dark cloud of heaviness upon your life Jesus I command it to lift up right now Yes Lord That cloud of heaviness that makes it difficult for you to enjoy the presence of God. Jesus. That cloud of heaviness that makes it difficult for you to desire the presence of God. That cloud of heaviness that makes it difficult for you to sense the presence of God. I command that cloud to be lifted right now. Be lifted right now. Be lifted right now. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Clap and pray. Command every cloud of heaviness. Come on, clap and pray. Clap and pray. Every cloud of heaviness.